0: Welcome to episode 175 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast, Growing Versus Scaling a Retail Store. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Before I get started, I have to tell you about my running journey. I recently started running again in order to have a friendly competition with my bonus son. My bonus son just turned 13. I will be turning 50 this year. And I thought I could hang. I thought I could Keep up with him, but he's running an 830-minute pace, and I'm running at about a 1030-minute pace. I will say when I started, I was probably 12 or 11 minutes, so I guess I'm getting a little bit faster, but man, I just got back from the track, and I was struggling for a 5K. I did it, and I was a consistent 1030-minute pace but I see a long journey ahead. I am going to keep working at it and I will keep you all posted. This is just a side note because I'm a little blown away at his pace and his speed and I'm I'm definitely proud of him because he's been working really hard at this. So that means I have to work really hard at it too if I wanna try to catch up. We'll see how it goes. Anyhow, my intention for this episode is to clarify the difference between growing and scaling but in particular for independent retailers. I have been wanting to record this podcast episode for a long, long time, but I couldn't get myself to pull the trigger. Really, I think this podcast episode has been in my queue for about two years. And I realized it was because in all of my research, I couldn't get a clear answer on this question. These two words, growing and scaling, are often used interchangeably. I have read countless articles about growing versus scaling, both in retail and in business in general, but they still led me to the same place, confused with no clear answer. I couldn't find real life examples of a retail store that grew, well, there's plenty of those, but one versus a retail business that scaled. That's what I couldn't find examples of. In fact, as I prepared for this podcast episode, I read through some more articles that I had saved on this topic and then some new articles that I found. And again, I felt the same way. They just had me doing a loop. I still wondered what is the difference? Initially and for a long time, I felt that scaling for independent retailers meant opening a second or multiple locations. Who else felt the same way? Right? Like I feel like, yeah, of course that's scaling. That's how we're going to be able to scale our business. However, I realize now that it doesn't necessarily mean that. I no longer think that scaling means opening more than one location. And I'll explain this in a minute. And before I explain more... I want to give a shout out, a big shout out, to everyone who attended my virtual conference, particularly the attendees that asked me several times on day one, what was the difference? Because they knew I was going to be talking about growing a retail business. And I'm glad that they brought this up because it really gave me the nudge that I needed to finally determine the answer to this question for independent retailers And for myself, and of course, for all of you. So I spent the evening after day one of the conference digging deep, reading more. And finally, I had an aha moment. So let's talk about definitions just for a quick minute, because this is important. According to the Harvard Business Review, growth means adding revenue at the same pace you're adding resources. Scaling, however, means adding revenue at a much greater rate than cost. So in my mind, when an indie retailer opens a second location, this may not necessarily mean scaling, because normally there is a substantial increase in expenses and resources, and this happens with every additional location or brick and mortar store that they open opening a brick-and-mortar store is heavy in overhead, is heavy in expenses. So does this mean an independent retailer can't scale? No. But how indie retailers scale is unique rather than the norm for other businesses, I should say. We all know of indie retailers with multiple locations, But do we know of any who have truly scaled? And I guess those are some of the questions I'm going to be posing during this podcast episode. This episode is brought to you by the Savvy Shopkeeper Quiz. As a shopkeeper myself, I've learned that there are action steps we can take during specific stages on our retail journeys that help us create efficiency and improve profitability so we can grow. But first it helps to know which stage you're in so I can help you determine what to focus on. Sign up for my newsletter and take the quiz to find out which shopkeeper stage you're in. You'll get a helpful Savvy Shopkeeper Roadmap with a list of helpful podcast episodes and two free resources for where you currently are in your journey. If you want to take the quiz, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash quiz. So as my mind really considered, how can an independent retailer with brick and mortar location or multiple locations, how can they scale? So these are four things that came to mind, and again, I don't have real life examples of these, and I'm going to ask a question at this end of at the end of this episode to see if we can continue this dialogue. But in my mind, these are four examples. So the first one is um, the independent store owner is also a maker or designs their own products, and now they've partnered with a manufacturer. So let's say you hand make some of your items and then you design something and you find a manufacturer who does this and and makes your products more efficiently and definitely more economically than you do and you have an increasing demand and now you're getting thousands of orders to fulfill the demand, maybe both with retail or possibly with wholesale, then maybe this is a retail business that can scale. Of course, there are going to be some initial investments in that manufacturing process. But that all happens at the beginning. And then hopefully as the journey continues, you don't have that huge initial investment. It starts to taper off, but your revenue increases substantially. Number two, another example is an independent retailer who creates evergreen content. They're a content creator. So if you have a brick and mortar store, but you're also a content creator. Maybe you're an influencer. You're a blogger. Maybe you have a podcast. Maybe you have a digital course that you sell, and the course is on evergreen, meaning it's everything is automated, and it sells on its own all year long. So there's the initial investment in that course, or the initial investment in you know, some of that content creation that along the way sells on its own and pay, definitely pays off, and that's one way that you can scale. Number three is selling niche products on e-commerce, and in particular where you've mastered marketing and social media ads. So and this doesn't even mean that you make the product. Maybe you found a product that customers love and you're a marketing wizard, and you're essentially rinsing and repeating. Now you've put this particular product in front of millions of people with social media ads, and you're selling it at a massive volume, and there's a system around all of it. Um, Again, this is more you've mastered the marketing and the social media ads to get the right eyes on a product that you're selling at a really big volume. Number four is the well-oiled retailer. So I know I just said that opening multiple multiple locations isn't scaling, except I think where the owner has really optimized their business and they have an incredibly well-oiled machine all the way around. We're talking almost franchise level, like they've mastered systems for hiring and selling, buying, displays and merchandising, and the everything in between. It is possible that this type of retailers can scale a bit, but I would have to see their numbers to prove this, to see if it is the case. And I don't know if I know of any retailers in this category yet. I should say yet, because some maybe somebody's gonna come up Um, and and point something out to me, or maybe there's a master shopkeepers member who is, this does apply to, I just don't know it. If this is you, I want you to reach out to me. More on that in a second. If you're visual like me, you'll want to visit the show notes for this podcast episode, and that's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 175, where I'm sharing a visual graphic that I found in an article by Nexia.co. This is a company that helps tech startups. So it's not even a company that serves independent retailers per se. The visual that I found on their website is what brought even more clarity on this topic to me. And if you look at the graphic on the left, the visual shows a graph for a business that is growing. And on the right, it shows a graph for a business that is scaling. The visual for growing shows a big initial investment, then additional investments along the way paired with increasing costs. The visual for scaling shows one big initial investment, same as the other graph. But with this one, it shows costs slightly increasing while revenue grows by much, much more. And I can't put a number to this, but somebody asked the question in Master Shopkeeper's and I said, if in, if I had to like visually display it, like I want you thinking like you would be 10, 20Xing your revenue without increasing your costs and your overhead. So again, I'm gonna refer you to the graph because it really does help show a visual representation of the difference between growing versus scaling. So when I considered brick and mortar retail business models, the definitions I just mentioned a couple minutes ago, and this visual graphic, I realized that most micro-independent retailers won't, can't, or don't scale. All this to say, most of us indie retailers do grow, though, but very few will scale. And it's not a reflection on us. I think it's just a reflection on the type of business we run. It's one with lots of expenses and overhead. What I feel is powerful about this episode is the knowing. Just like episode 169, the shocking and most important retail business metric you should know. Again, for me, that knowledge is power. And sometimes for me, I like to take info like this as a bit of a challenge. Like, and I wonder if you do too. I think, oh, yeah, I can't scale. (laughs) Watch me. This episode is brought to you by my free resource, Open a Brick and Mortar Retail Store Checklist. If you're feeling overwhelmed, I get it. Get my checklist to help you get your thoughts and to-dos organized. Organized by topic, this checklist is the list I wish someone would have given me many years ago when I opened. Visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash open checklist, all one word, SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash open checklist. Sign up for my newsletter to get the checklist. So I would say that if you're looking to scale in independent retail business, you have to get incredibly, incredibly savvy with your brick and mortar retail store and or get unique with your business model. Do something different that isn't traditionally done in a store that, you know, buys and resells products. You're going to want to start to think outside of the box. And I shared four examples of how a retail business can scale. But I would challenge you, like, you can get creative with it. You can start to think how your business can scale. Uh, And it's going to take a little bit of creativity. Now, I don't need another challenge in my life. I am okay. But there is that part of me that thinks, oh, man, I'm really curious, like, how I could make this happen. But anyhow, it's time to wrap up this episode. And I am curious. If you're an indie retailer who has truly scaled, and I don't mean growing, if you have truly scaled, I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to hear about your business model and how you got there. If you'd like to chat with me, please DM me on Instagram. You can DM me and just give me an example or share your story with me. It doesn't mean you have to get on a phone call or anything with me. It doesn't mean you have to be interviewed for the podcast episode. I really just wanna be able to share What is possible with other independent retail business owners? And there we have it. Finally, some clarity and answers on growing versus scaling for independent retailers. This made me appreciate the presentation that I taught at the virtual conference on day two, where the topic was nine ways indie retailers can grow. And then I think, thank goodness I didn't title that slide deck, Nine Ways Indie Retailers Can Scale?, because I think that would have been incorrect, because growth is a goal for almost all retailers I know, and rightly so, because growth is achievable for independent retailers. Uh, I think the conversation now is, how can independent retailers scale? How can we get our businesses to really grow in revenue, much more so over our overhead and expenses. So we'll see what happens from this conversation. Hopefully I come back with a follow-up to this episode. But I am happy and feel really confident about this um, decision around growing versus scaling. I have yet to see anyone present it this way. And when I do have examples of retail businesses that have scaled, I will come back and share that with you. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 175. Again, that's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 175. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up. Before Shopify, were you wondering where my sales at?